Please be seated. Good morning. Happy Easter. It's such a joy to be here inside the church with so many of you this morning and to have so many others watching online, so many gathered back behind the church here today outdoors. All this past week here at All Saints is We've been preparing for the Holy Week services, and for Easter, we've been bouncing back to two years ago, 2019, to remember again what we normally plan and do. Usually, we just pull up everything that we used the year before, we try to work out some of the kinks, and then we get right to work hitting the replay button. But this year, of course, we didn't have anything to work with from the previous year. And honestly, it's been quite easy for me anyway to just skip over last year's emptiness altogether and try to forget that it even happened at all. Yes, we still have plenty of things to remind us of the year that's gone by. We still have pews blocked off. We're still wearing masks and face coverings. And we're still doing our best with online and outdoor services this year to just make sure that Easter Sunday is available and accessible to as many people as we possibly can. And we're doing all that because we are still trying to get through the very same virus that caused us to all but erase Easter in this church last year. The memory of it is all still painful enough that over the past two weeks, we just as soon forget about it and remember being somewhat normal back in 2019. But right now, rather than just letting it slip by, I'd like to invite all of us to stop for just a second and recall again how you might have been feeling last year on that Easter Sunday. Try to remember what it was like to not get up early on Easter Sunday and get ready for church and what it was like to have to watch your very first Easter service ever online. Try to remember how it felt staying in your homes and away from families and friends and from all those other wonderful social things that Easter holidays always bring with them. I want us to take just a second to remember that feeling just so in this very rare and unique opportunity this year for all of us to catch a sense of just how meaningful Easter morning truly is right now and right here. If you can remember that anxiety and disappointment, then maybe, just maybe, you can get a real feeling of just what the Easter resurrection is truly meant to invoke. And maybe if you can feel it, you can really arrive in that sense of incredible joy and thanksgiving and happiness that coming back to life, rising from the dead, being resurrected and reborn anew is really meant to provide us with on this, our most holy of Christian holy days. And for some of us, it might even go deeper than that. Certainly, some of us have experienced the worst of the fear and the pain this last year has threatened us with. Maybe you yourself have had your own personal run-in with the coronavirus. Maybe you didn't have a lot of symptoms, or maybe you didn't even really know you had the virus at all. But whether you had the least of the sickness or the worst of it, 
I would wager to bet that somewhere in the midst of it, you felt some of the real fear and the real worry concerning just what this pestilence has unleashed on so many in this country and around the world. When my 21-year-old daughter, Abby, called me way back in May of last year and told me that she had tested positive for COVID-19, she told me right then and there, don't worry, that she felt fine. She said she'd been sick a few days earlier, but by the time the test results finally came in, she was already feeling a whole lot better. I, of course, told my daughter that I wasn't surprised by that. She was young and she had nothing to worry about. And thank God that's exactly how it turned out for her. But I'll be real honest with you this morning. When I hung up that phone that afternoon, I began to feel this impending worry and stress come over me. For a few moments, all those stories of people dying regardless of their age or of people being sick for extended periods of time, along with so many other inconclusive possibilities the news media was feeding us with daily last year, all began to rush through my mind. And I put down that phone and I got down on my knees and I prayed harder than I think I've ever prayed before. I prayed that my beautiful daughter with her whole life in front of her, would not go through any of those frightening possibilities and that she'd be okay. And then as I thought about it a little bit more, I started praying for my two dear grandmothers and for my mom and my dad and my step-parents. And I prayed for my wife and for my other two younger daughters. And I prayed hard for all of you. And I prayed hard for our church family. And before I knew it, I was praying as hard as I could for the whole world. Today, I'm incredibly thankful that the majority of those worries and concerns that I had were in the end just that, worries and concerns. But I certainly know that all of us know of others, maybe some of our friends, maybe some of our family members, certainly a few members of this very church whose worries and concerns went much, much farther than that. And tragically, many in this nation and throughout the world celebrating Easter Sunday this morning will sadly have empty chairs at their Easter dinner tables. Brothers and sisters, if you can just think of it that way, where we've been and where we are right here and right now, then I believe this year's Good Friday and this year's Easter Sunday are already carrying with them a bit more reality than maybe they ever have before, at least in my 46 years. Maybe this year you can at least understand a little more clearly those images of Jesus Christ hanging crucified on a cross, suffering that pain and agony and then dying, completely dead and completely buried, over and done with in his human form on that Friday three days ago. And then here together inside the church, as we are once again, or even if you're watching from home, the Paschal candle is lit. The heavenly smell of Easter lilies is wafting again through the air. Maybe today we can feel that overwhelming hope and incredible joy restored with our Easter proclamation that the same God-man who walked into the darkest of darkness, into death itself, 
suddenly stood up in that tomb early this morning. He laid aside his burial shroud and he walked out into that sunlight on the first Easter Sunday morning. He walked out of that tomb alive. Jesus did that not simply to accomplish resurrection for himself, but to begin resurrection for all of God's creation, proving once and for all that he, Jesus Christ, was and is everything that he'd claimed to be. Jesus Christ, alive and well, was and is truly the Son of God, the Messiah and the Savior of the world. And brothers and sisters, here's the good news that that leads to for all of us. Maybe even more amazing and fulfilling for us this particular Easter Sunday than it's been in a very long time. If Jesus is what he said he was, and brothers and sisters, he most certainly is, then everything Jesus promised to his disciples and everything Jesus promises to all of us who believe in him and follow him and proclaim his, him as Redeemer and God is absolutely true. It's true. And if it's true, do you know what that means for us? Jesus is not Jesus Christ, my friends, because he was a good teacher. Lots of good teachers have come and gone. Jesus is not Jesus Christ because he was arrested, tortured, and executed unjustly and unfairly by the Romans. Jesus is Jesus Christ because after doing all of that, he then physically rose from the dead and upended what death tries to rob from all of us completely from the moment we're born until we take our last breath. Through Jesus Christ, death is defeated. And if we know that and we have that truth to cling to, then I ask you, what can the world's pandemics and persecutions ever make us afraid of? For we have already been saved. Death and hatred and sickness and violence and coronavirus have no dominion over us. And there is nothing Jesus has not already endured for us that he has not already also overturned for all of us who follow him. As Jesus says in that wonderful gospel of St. John, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends if ye do, do whatsoever I command you. That love, brothers and sisters, has already won the battle because God loved us that much. Our sins are forgiven. Grace and mercy abide. And the wages of sin, which has always been death, is now undone by that great love. This good news of Jesus is why Easter is the center of our faith, the center of our worship, the center of all we who are Christians and the church hold to and believe in. Nothing else in life is more important and nothing else can provide the blessed assurance and hope as this day gives to all of us, no matter what this life can ever throw at us now or in the future. I want to leave you this morning with a portion of the Easter message first attributed 
to St. John Chrysostom all the way back in the 4th century. A message that's read aloud every year in the Eastern Orthodox churches of the world at the height of their Easter liturgies. Let these words, brothers and sisters, be the Easter proclamation that we write on this day on our hearts. And as we move farther and farther beyond the year that's past us now and into a reborn year ahead of us in this Easter light of our unending Christian hope and salvation. O death, where is your sting? O hell, where is your victory? Christ is risen and you are cast down. Christ is risen and the demons are fallen. Christ is risen and the angels rejoice. Christ is risen and life reigns in freedom. Christ is risen and the graves are emptied of the dead. For Christ being raised from the dead has become the first fruits for all of us who must sleep. To him be the glory and dominion to the ages of ages. Happy Easter. Amen.